Climb aboard the struggle bus. You got problems just like us. Climb aboard the struggle bus. Let Kate and Sally help you. Welcome to the struggle bus. I'm Kate. I'm Sally. And we're here to fix your lives. That said, we are two people whose only qualifications to give you advice are that we have lots of feelings and lots of opinions. Neither of which are a substitute for professional guidance. Sally. Catherine. We are here. Here we are. It's it's the evening. It's the evening. So it's a good 11 hours later than it usually is when we record. We don't usually do the evening Mm -mm. because we're usually in bed. Yeah, we're not evening people. Do you you have a set dinner time? Do you do that? No, Mm -hmm. but I do start to get a little hungry at like 5.30 and extremely hungry by 6.30 and ravenous by 7.30. That sounds about right. Yeah. No, I don't do this whole like let's have dinner at 8.30 thing. <laughs> well, that's late to me. It's so late. Right? But I feel like in New York, I don't in know. In Europe? What the I heck? know. Or maybe that, maybe now I'm not sure if that was a thing, if that's a New York thing or if that was a thing just when I was in my mid-20s because I was in New York in my mid-20s. Oh, so yeah. So it's like, which was it? I don't yeah. know. Everyone had to go home, take a disco nap, get your makeup right? on, meet your friends, totally. and then you eat. Exactly. At like nine. I yeah. like to uh, be done with dinner by 6.30 latest. Yeah. yeah. Well, then digest. What do they say? You have to digest before you go to sleep? Or is yeah. that a thing I just made no, up? No, that sounds right. You're the fitness I editor. I buy that. I don't know, but I'm the digestion <laughs> editor. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, no, I, I remember I think when I went to Spain, I told you that uh, they're like, dinner at 11 p.m. I'm like, that's not going to no, work for me. No, that's not going to work. I was like already in a weird time zone. Um, anyway, so listen, you can tell us what time you eat dinner at Struggle Bus Pod on Twitter. You can email us at strugglebuspodcast at gmail.com. Instagram.com slash the struggle bus pod. Some photos. Uh, are you going to take one right? Oh, I thought you were. Oh, no, I'm reaching. just trying to move the mic. Wonderful. Quietly. Hashtag struggle pod buds 420 to find a struggle buddy. You can also go into strugglebuspodcast.com, the website, in order to find our songs of the week, links to where you can buy, and articles we talk about, and how to join. Our uh, membership area. Oh my God, you're taking a photo. Sorry, of me and I had I'm to. So embarrassed. I realized you look so awesome next to the Christmas tree. What? Oh, I mean, it's the Christmas tree that makes me look good. I'll take it. Whatever. I think you're making it look. I good. take a lot of selfies with Christmas trees. Oh I realized God. I was like getting rid of some photos. There's way too many. Anyway, I just um, took so many good pictures of you. I mean, they're all winners. So, you can choose which one I use, but I'm just saying they're all winners. Okay. You know how, like, when you've had a really bad day like I have? I was yeah. crying, not but 10 minutes ago, you guys, just because. Um, and then someone takes a picture of you or tells you you're pretty or something or, like, compliments something about you that you're pretty sure is not true. It's the best feeling in the world. It'll turn your day right around. They are. It, they were awesome. Although, why is my camera telling me no picture? Oh, wait, camera oh, roll. No more pictures. <laughs> I think they're really good. Thank you. Well, we'll see those on the Twitters and the Instagrams and I'll, the website. I'm looking through them. I'll show them to you after. No, no, good. Also... Um, what else can they do on the website, Sally? Oh, hey. Oh, God. If you go to strugglebuspodcast.com, you can support this podcast for as little as $5 a month or more, if you please. There's no ceiling. Um, that was a happy shrugging image. Yeah. You just did the shrug. I just did like a huge but it shrug. But was happy. Smile, yeah. No, no. Um, so, yeah, you can support us. Uh, you will get access to all of the bonus episodes we've ever recorded, which is currently two. But <laughs> in by about 8.30 tonight, it will be three. Yes, we're doing a double header. Double header. And we're delirious. But also, if you'd like to join. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm delirious. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. Our super secret safe space Facebook group. A lot of people are joining. Mm-hmm. Just email us uh, at strugglebuspodcast at gmail.com and put in the subject line, please add me to the group, as opposed to I have a problem because separate the two. You can send two in a row. That's fine. But um, we will add you. And it's a safe space. It's secret. It's one of those groups you can't find unless you're in it. And... Um, 
Yeah, it's a great place to vent and see pictures of animals and help each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like real quick, you, in addition to getting the bonus episodes, you also get a ticket to ride. It's a little uh, card you can keep in your wallet. It's a it's a fair card for the struggle bus. So and you sent out them this weekend, right? I'm sending them out tomorrow. Nice. They're all ready to be sent. I had a slight emergency today. I mean, not emer- everything's fine, but I had uh, some stuff come up at work, which meant I wasn't able to mail them. I'm just being totally transparent. My plan was to say <laughs> that I mailed them out this weekend, but I'm not going to lie to you guys because honesty is the best policy. But there's a really sweet handwritten letter in mm-hmm. each one. Is Hand- that true? There's a handwritten letter in each one. Um, and and it took me a long time to write because I never write with my hands anymore. So I got a cramp writing those three <laughs> sentences. But um, you guys, I'm going to put them in the mail tomorrow. You'll get them really soon. And it was cool to learn where our members are from. We have I'm sending like one thing to Ireland, one thing to somewhere else in the UK. Whoa. And then like all over the U.S. Yeah. It's um, pretty cool. I have a pen pal from the group in Jersey and she already sent me a care baggage. Aww. And I have something to send her, but I keep forgetting because I'm a terrible person and I'm distracted. But if you're out there, you know who you are. It's coming this week. Nice. And it's really good. Sending things is really difficult. Yeah. I can definitely say that confidently. Well, you want to do a good job, too, because it's we're like thanking you for joining. Mm -hmm. Oh, so how does it work? So new members, then they'll get a card within like a couple weeks or something. Yeah, basically once as soon as you sign up to support us, you get all the bonus episodes and then I will email you and ask you to send me your mailing address. Unless you enter it in when you sign up, you can do that, but most people don't. So if I don't have... Oh, sorry. I was going to say it might not correlate with where they're actually living, so maybe just confirm. True, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And so as soon as I get your mailing address... By the way, so only like half of the people I asked to send me their mailing address sent it to me. So if you're hearing this right now and you don't know what I'm talking about, (laughs) you should write to the show and send me your address so I can send you a card. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a member and you did not get an email, exactly. Um, So Sally, thank you so much for doing all that work. No, no problem. You really stepped up and I didn't help at all. At all. That's not true. You are moral support Mm -hmm. and you sent me your signature. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, thank you for your patience with me taking a cool two weeks to get it done. I think we're all slow right now. Everyone I know is like, I'm so sorry about that. Even today, one of my podcast clients who's normally on it, uh, they're like, oh, did we mention that we have a four o'clock recording with really important people who rescheduled? I was like, I can't make that because nope, you did not. And then she's like, God damn it. But, you know, apologizing. But I've been making like mistakes, but like, just forgetting about things. Yeah. Or if I don't write it down, I'm not going to do it. Totally. Kind of like memento. Everything I'm doing these days is like I'm writing it down. So I get it. Um, uh, yeah, it's everyone's like- slow. Yeah, especially this time of year, especially this time of this particular year. Holidays, am I Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Are you in the holiday spirit? Um, uh, I'm getting there. I'm starting to get really excited about Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that we have our tree, I'm pretty psyched. I'm pretty into our tree, as you all know. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I gave (laughs) Sally the secret signal to pull the mic up a little bit. I thought you were telling me like a thing that directors do where they're like more, brighter, happier. That's what it looked like. I have no direction. Like I think like uh, what do they do when they want you to stretch it out? Like stretch. You can't see it. It looks like you're stretching taffy. Um, Okay. Yeah. uh, So I'm getting there. It's definitely, you know, I'm sure a lot of people relate. It's like a little bit like feelings of joy and happiness are taking like a little longer to like penetrate (laughs) the old brain and 
the heart and soul mm-hmm. at this particular moment. But I'm getting there. I'm, I'm really excited about Christmas morning because opening presents in your jammies. Yeah. What about you? Same. I mean, I actually started to feel uh, the holiday spirit and I fucking love giving presents and making presents. And I finally got into it and I had a fun day where nice. I, I took out a couple hours just to like, okay. I got to do it now because the delivery fees, like I always, you know, send it to the office, but also the office is moving. So I only have a few more days to do that. Um, Getting there. Nice. Okay. there. Yeah. We still have a few more days to get into it. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your opening jibber jabber? Would you? uh, Well, I I know what this is about, I think. I hope. Um, You just told me. Yeah. Well, oh, right. Sorry. I changed it. Um, So I am taking a medication in preparation for a trip to Columbia, which is very exciting. I tried to act surprised, but she already told me like <laughs> yeah, 20 minutes Catherine ago. Catherine knew. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be spending some time in the north of Columbia and there's some jungle there. And uh, and so you have to take, you have to get a bunch of vaccinations and also take typhoid pills. Mm. Um, and they've been making me feel, you know how when you're pregnant, you crave really weird foods and also become disgusted at the thought of other foods that normally don't disgust you. Yeah, your taste buds like enhance or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know. But the second part of that is happening to me where I've completely disgusted at the thought of all food. Like I've completely lost my appetite mm-hmm. um, except for saltines and ginger ale. That's the one thing that you can always PDLA. keep down. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm also drinking some uh, some. Uh, what is this? Strawberry lemonade Pedialyte. I can't drink that stuff. How do you, isn't it like syrupy and gross? It's not great. Although I will say that there's some flavors of Pedialyte that are amazing. Just for everyone, write this down. Fruit punch. Really? And apple Pedialyte. Stop. Are delish. I really blew it with strawberry lemonade. It's not good. Mm. But anyway, um, I just want to jibber jabber about saltines and ginger ale because when you have them, (laughs) you're like, why am I not doing this all the time? Why am I only doing this when I'm sick? But on the other hand, then it wouldn't be special anymore. Then it would just be like some other thing. Anyway, so I have been subsisting off of saltines and ginger ale for like a couple, a couple, two, three days now. Mm. Um, And like just that I did have actually some soup today, which was really good. Um, Saturday morning I did have like actual breakfast, but since then it's really just been saltines. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a little monotonous, Yeah, but they're great. Yeah, no, it's true. They make you feel better. They do. And I don't know, they're bland and they have a really comforting flavor. I don't know if it, Mm. because it it reminds me of like, it's something that like my mom gave me when I was sick as a kid. So it reminds me of like being taken care of or Mm. something. I don't know. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. It's just like, they're great. They're medicinal saltines in a drill. Everyone get into it. Yeah. I guess. That sounds good. Right. Whenever I'm sick, it's like, that's my go-to. Right. It feels like a treat. It's a treat. It's not. It's not a treat. It was a treat for me to sleep in this uh, the sick bed. So uh, we in the living room we had the pull out couch. Yeah. And uh, on our sick days we'd stay home. We get to pull out the couch sick and watch bed. TV. Price is Right. Oh, so uh, awesome. Yeah. No. I, I I dig being sick when I was a kid. It was fun. We had um, again going out there for anyone with chronic illnesses. Not not okay. But like you know the flu. Yeah. Exactly. But like not bad. I guess we had. Oh, that's oh, weird. Hello. So I'm, I'm going to keep this rolling. This is the one time. I, I'll pause. I'll a pause. week that. We're going to keep it in though. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. And we're back. Maybe I should unplug the landline, actually. That's all so right. It happen- okay. Who was it? Um, at someone in Rochester, New York. What? I don't know anyone there. So it's probably more, like a telemarketer or something. Are you getting more telemarketers like me, even though I'm on the do not call list? I'm getting so many. Oh, are you really? Yeah. We, we get a call maybe like once a week. And um, we've only had a landline for a little while. But. Um, 
sick days. Okay, so we had this thing called it was a sick present where what? Yeah, like when I stayed home from school sick and my brothers, I guess, and my mom like went out to do errands or whatever, she would come back with some like little thing like a like a little toy or like a magazine when I got older or something, just like a little oh. thing. It was like and it wasn't, you know, it was like a not an extravagant thing. It was just like a little treat. Sick present. I love that. That's it, that is extravagant. And it's like it's like I don't know. Sick bed, sick present. I like what. What are your fa- tell us uh, what your family's doing? Yeah, you're sick. I mean, my only thing was we would, uh, you know, watch Prices Right, and I got to stay home, and it was the best thing ever. I that felt like best. I was getting away with something. You ever fake it? Because I did. Totally fake. I it. didn't because I was like incredibly obedient and really afraid of being uh, like breaking rules. Yeah, I hated. I hated my school for like a hot second, so I was like really depressed, and mm. and I had tummy aches a lot. I had a lot of anxiety mm. as a kid, so I like wouldn't be in school. But speaking of which, actually, that does go into my jibber jabber. If you transition. don't mind. Um, so I um, uh, so this weekend was really really uh, rough uh, just because I was sick, and also I'm having a flare up in my back working a little too hard in the old physical therapy there. I was trying to show off to my guy because the last time he was like, you're not working hard enough. I'm like, look at me now. And he's like, yay. And I was like, ow. Oh, man. So Lord knows. But then I was like getting over something. And um, yeah, I, I uh, Saturday I had to be in the city for a thing. And I came back even though I wasn't planning on coming back. I was going to do some work because my body's like, we're not doing this. And I went to bed and I immediately started sobbing because mm-hmm. I had a memory about my dad that was totally appropriate to what's happening now. So I'm going to unpack the shit out of that in okay. therapy tomorrow. Okay. But it was really um, awesome and enlightening. And then I passed out and I slept. But um, going back to what I said about elementary school friends, this whole weekend, I was really not doing much and I had a lot of work to do. And I got it done today. But um it was really emotional. I let myself go down some memory lane because mm. since my commercial uh, has been airing, <laughs> a lot of people are doing screenshots and then like posting on my Facebook page and saying, oh, I see you. That's so cool. And there's people who I went to elementary school with who I didn't go to high school with or junior high and we broke, not broke ties. It wasn't like intentional, but we didn't have the internet back then. And I'd not even seen their names or faces in years, but because some of my friends from high school and elementary school are, you know, overlapping People are now friending me on Facebook who are my elementary school friends. Mm, That's so cool. Because I'm already friends with some of them. But like it was so great to have these memories of of a time that is now depressing where there was a lot of hope growing up, you know, and growing up in the Bronx in New York City public school. um, Very, you know, multiracial, multicultural, uh, religious, like just so many different kinds of people and learning about equality and the history of this country and how far we've come. And I feel sad now, like, Mm. wow, I know, I know we're always taking 20 steps forward and, you know, 25 steps back or whatever. But I got really emotional. Like, that was such a good, I know the world was shit back then, too. But it was a really good memory of, like, just learning how to be in Mm. the world and having friends that now have children. And it's just so great connecting with them. That's awesome. uh, Yeah, that really was an emotional just explosion. But I've got a lot of feelings right now, you guys. Yeah, And I'm also in a lot of pain, so... Um, that's cool. Uh, simpler times. <laughs> Remembering yeah. simpler times. It is nice. You know, mm-hmm. when like, even though my thing about elementary school and just like when I was younger in general, it's not, of course, like sh- bad shit was going down, but like you just weren't as aware of it as a little kid. Yeah. Because you just weren't as like, I mean, <laughs> what? I'm laughing. Forget it. Keep going. Sorry. No, just that like, um, yeah, I just I you're like so limited in what you can really understand about like the world and it's sort of like 
if you don't know it, then it doesn't exist to you. Yeah. You know? So um, some of you know I have a fear of uh, singing in public, kind of. And I, it's not a joke. Like, I love karaoke because I was um, introduced to it and it was really fun, safe space. But auditioning for plays, I would, like, choke up and stuff. And I have a really hard time. I don't do it very much anymore. But he just reminded me of... <laughs> I auditioned in fourth grade, third grade maybe, for the talent show at my school. And I really, uh, I loved Sting's song, The Russians, which was about the Cold War, but also in the 80s. Remember like Reagan and oh my God, Mm -hmm. I love this song. And now I'm like, oh wow, how apropos. But um, I I got up on stage to sing it and I I just couldn't. I choked. I was like way too quiet. And I was like, I swear to God, I have a really good voice. And they were like, maybe next year. But I have this memory of uh, you know, just standing on stage in Europe and America. That's it's incredible. Amazing. So you just brought that memory. Back. I love that you sang a Cold War song as like a I tiny mean, child. Who does that? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Clearly, my well, the point is my mother had ingrained, um, you know, politics in me as a kid. Like I definitely was aware because you know she was very, I don't know, active. That's but, awesome. Um, yeah, I knew that. You know, Reagan and uh, Gorbachev had some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah. sure did. Mm-hmm. So um, what is the thing that you did for self-care? Well, I already said it. I slept. <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, and I'm going to my back doctor tomorrow and my head doctor shrinky pants nice. tomorrow. So I'm really jazzed about tomorrow, you guys. Okay, cool. The excruciating pain in my back from uh, my muscle spasm will go away eventually. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm looking into basically tomorrow I'm just going to be like, I need to do more like acupuncture or like what else mm-hmm. can I do on top of Physical therapy is great, and it's something that I will have to be aware of my entire life and my mm-hmm. posture. Um, but I, I don't want to. I just need something else, something additional. Yeah, yeah, I just need something to help me because yeah. I can't take I can't take medications. Like I, that's not a solution. Like mm-hmm. I just want, like I have muscle relaxers at home, but okay, I can't take them during the day. Right, you so, can't like function on those. No, I can't. Um, Okay, well, I'm glad you have a lot of doctor's appointments tomorrow. Thank you. That'll be good. Thanks, um, I love getting medical attention. Yeah. Um, okay, so I a thing I did, I, I just, I wrote in the doc that you should vent because um, venting is, uh, I, I like forget that um, venting is a thing that can like really make you feel good. Where did you vent? Do you mind me asking? No, not at all. Are you I to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll like vaguely reference the story. I basically, I just had a morning, I have not been feeling well at all, like, you know, like I said, saltine diet. Mm. Um, and I, my stomach was hurting me this morning and there was like kind of a, an urgent situation at work and I was way busier and way more stressed out than I had anticipated being. And mm. I was just like feeling so overwhelmed. I also had a splitting caffeine headache because oh. I hadn't had coffee. Um, and then I eventually was like, I'm, I'm putting this coffee into my body. I don't care what it does to my stomach because it, I need, my brain needs help. Um, it really, really did the trick guys. But, um, so I just, I, I asked a friend I, I work with, um, if she had a second for me. Oh, hello. And like, I sat her down on a couch and she had like 10 minutes and I was like, here's what's happening. I need you to talk to me and like sympathize with me. And she was like, amazing. She was just like, she's just like, it's like I just needed someone to listen to me and be like, oh, my God, that does sound really hard. Is there anything I can do? It does help, and that was yeah. it, you know, and um, it was just like I, I sometimes I, I'll get angry or upset about something or I'll be stressed out and I'll think I'll, I'll think to myself like, oh, I should like, you know, I should like vent about this or I have an urge to like text someone about it. And, and I don't because I'm like, 
what? Like, I'm upset. I know I'm upset. I'm going to like say I'm upset to someone else is going to help me, whatever. And I don't do it. Mm -hmm. But today I did it. And it really, it really helped. We can, we vent too over text, actually. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Is finding the right emoji for how you're feeling. Yeah. That always helps too. That's a good time. I think our relationship started because of venting probably. It's venting based friendship. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No. So it was, um. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it was it was good. I'm glad I did it. It really helps. And it's it was good that she only had a few minutes to talk because I could have probably sat there for like two hours and like spiraled into some like right. terrible abyss. But it was just like real, real quick. Nice. You know, like a hit it and quit it, vent sesh <laughs> and uh, done and done. So I encourage everyone to have a vent sesh. Yeah. And also, you know what? I, I just remember I pet it. I saw a dog mm. in a store today and I asked the owner if I could pet it. And I sat there for like maybe five minutes. Um, And that helps. What kind of dog? It was like a little fluffy Maltese thing, but mm-hmm. like it was really sweet. Oh, I'm not cute. saying little dogs aren't great. I just, you know, normally find big dogs more comforting to me. Yeah, same. Yeah. Well, dogs can get to a tininess that I find like off-putting <laughs> because I'm like now I'm not sure what, what kind of animal you are. And it's it's I it makes me I don't like when I don't have clarity. It's mm-hmm. like a lot. What about a capybara that's the size of like a retriever? Would that freak you out or would you like it? The thing, my thing about capybaras is Ooh, that. Am I pronouncing it wrong? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Huh. I don't capybara? know. Capybara? Capybara? You said capybara? Capybara. I don't oh. know. I, I could be pronouncing it wrong. I, I, no I'm, idea. No clue. Um, is that like I sometimes they seem really cute to me and other times they remind me of the rodent of unusual size <gasps> in Princess you. Bride. That's exactly what I think. So I can't really. So I don't know. A, a golden retriever size capybara. I. <laughs> oh, man. It's um, it's a mix. I'm going to say 50 yeah. 50 adorable terrifying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the name is 50 50 adorable terrifying. Let me write that down. Uh, that's on my new Tinder profile that I just started that's amazing. because I've never been on Tinder before. I don't know how to work it. Oh, no, I went to my friend's Tinder and I swiped right a lot. And she was like, please don't do that. Is, there, like, is, so there, is that the accepting one? Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, maybe it'll end up in marriage. If that's your goal, maybe it's not. Who knows? Hey, you know, it's like me being a uh, uh, what's it called? A, a Yenta? No. What's it called? A um, maker. Yeah. Meh. Um. Oh, if you know how to pronounce capybara, write to us. Yes. Or capybara or capybara. There should be a way. Who Tell knows? Us. Yeah. All right. Shall we get to the uh, first email? I think we oughta. Oh, man. Um, did you watch X-Files? This person wants the name from the X-Files. So I did a little bit. I, I love the X-Files. Okay. But I never really watched it as much as everyone else did. But I kind of like just heard about it in school and I saw a couple episodes and it seemed really cool. I okay. liked it. Jillian Anderson is everything. She's pretty rad. I once ate dinner, a sushi place, uh, and David Duchovny was sitting next to me. And I was like, that's very exciting. <gasps> I think I told you this. Right? That's really cool. I don't know. Um, don't wait, know. hold on. Wait. Mm. Capybara. Capybara. Is that what I said? Capybara. Oh. Yeah. Is that hold audible? the mic up. Yeah, let's do it. Capybara. Ooh. Do that. Do it again. Capybara. I don't. Capybara. <laughs> she, she's definitely saying it. Oh, next one is abalone. What? I just wondered that. Let's see what it says. Is it abalone? What does that mean? Abalone. Abalone. What does that mean? Like not baloney? <laughs> it's uh, the opposite of baloney. Yeah. No, it's like that. It's like a kind of like, I think it's like a mollusk that like, I know oh, sea otters eat them, but I don't abalone. Abalone. I, there's so many words I pronounce incorrectly, but I don't I don't remember them off the tip of my tongue right it's now. A sea snail. Oh, sea snails. Wait, Seashells. So, what? Wait, where did we land? Ca- capybara. Capybara. Now, <laughs> capybara. You have to sing it. That's the right pronunciation. And backwards, it's Arabipak. Okay. Ooh, I All like right. that. There we are. Okay. So anyway, so X-Files. Mm. Um, who's a character from that? I mean, Mulder and Scully, obviously. Oh, right. Mulder Fox. and Scully. Can we say Fox? Yeah, let's do I Fox. I love Fox. I'm into it. Not the station, although... 
sometimes when do they play you, my commercial. <laughs> do, do you want to read or should I? Um, I'll read it. Okay, go for it. All right. Hi, Sally and Kate. I'm writing because I need advice on how to calmly or diplomatically deal with slightly manipulative people when necessary. Capybara. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how to handle people who are trying to even slightly gaslight or manipulate me. I have zero patience for it. After two extremely emotional and sexually abusive relationships and a mother who never validated a single feeling I ever had to this day has very few friends because she thinks that anyone disagreeing with her is a sign of mental illness or stupidity, I get panicky trying to navigate any conversation that isn't being conducted sincerely. I will call it out and then get uncomfortable and leave if you don't turn things around or get angry if you keep doing it and spend way too much time explaining why you suck for using those tactics, which of course is stupid of me since I already knew that they will pretend to not understand why I'm upset or say that I am imagining things. Part of me thinks this is just this just makes sense and that I should treat anyone who refuses to answer a yes or no question as a power play or define their terms in a discussion as a hostile party and immediately cut off anyone who tells me that I don't really know why I'm upset after I tell them why I'm upset. If nothing else, it will keep me far away from a relationship with another abuser and it isn't like most people do this. But even though they are a minority and most are harmless to me, these people are still all over the place. Some are just garden variety jerks. Some people don't even seem self-aware enough to realize that this is what they are doing. Some are doing it in a professional capacity. Ew, but I can't fight every battle. Some people doing this are probably just legitimately not capable of a coherent conversation, and I am just playing it extra safe by keeping an eye out for malice instead of incompetence or stupidity. If a friend of a friend in casual conversation tells me that I couldn't possibly feel a way or know a thing, it's logistically sound to ignore it and move on. It's better for my friends and for my own mental health. I have no idea how to do this. Even if I say nothing, I end up feeling tense and thinking about how much it bothers me later. And to people who have never dealt with emotional abuse, I probably seem like I actually am crazy for caring so much. At this point, people try to convince me that my feelings are wrong or that facts that I am sure of aren't true still feels like a threat because it usually has been legitimately threatening in the past. How do I not go into a fight or flight mode when someone else low-key drops into dirty argument tactics or starts using manipulative language? Sorry for the long letter, and thank you so much for doing the show and for hosting the Facebook group. Hosting? I thought we were moderating, but hosting's better. I'll take it. It gives me hope that most people aren't terrible when I see everyone posting cat pictures and support for each other. Um, Thank you, Fox. Okay, so Fox. um, Okay, I mean, I totally hear you. It is so... um, it's really frustrating to be in a conversation with someone who's being manipulative or gaslighting. Um, I I don't know exactly the kinds of situations you're finding your yourself in, but I think that if you feel like something is happening to you constantly, and especially if you are experiencing it like in all different kinds of relationships and all different kinds of contexts, I think it's worth sort of pointing out to yourself that it might be sort of a theme for you and how you uh, make sense of the interactions you have, which is not to say that people are not being manipulative or are not trying to gaslight you or whatever. Uh, But it's to say that like there's something about that dynamic that is really like activating you and is something that you're really like picking up on and hooked into. Um, And, you know, maybe 
you know, like, I mean, it, se- it seems like you have a lot of insight about your own past and your own history and how it makes you more sensitive to these things. Um, so I, I think that, you know, when whenever like someone in my life has the same like over a span of like years, for example, has the same sort of takeaway about like every relationship they're in or every friendship they're in or like every professional situation they're in. It's like it, it's it's not to say that like the things that they're experiencing are not happening. It's to say that there's something like about their ability to like engage with and like metabolize those interactions Mm -hmm. that is like that is the hang up right yeah so I feel like if this if this were like about like your really really good friend who is manipulative and gaslighting or like your partner I would like probably advise you to like excise them from your life but it sounds like it's happening sort of across experiences and across relationships and in which case um I think it's definitely worth well, I mean, it's definitely worth like not interacting with anyone who's like, uh, you know, sort of like harmfully manipulative and stuff like that. But I think it's like really worth doing your own work to understand what it is about these interactions that become like get to the point where they're like disruptive to you. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like they're like emotionally disruptive for you. Um Which is not to say, again, like I want to be really clear, it's not to say that like those behaviors are not objectively problematic or objectively hurtful or objectively like bad to do. They are. But there could be other things that someone could say and do that are objectively bad and hurtful that wouldn't feel so intensely disruptive to you. Mm -hmm. This obviously is a particular thing for you. Mm -hmm. So I think it's worth trying to just like unpack that more. And it sounds like you already have a bit like you already know it like really kind of like like pushes on this bruise of like stuff with I think your mom and stuff like that. So I think maybe just like unpacking that a little more I've been talking for so long. No, no, Catherine. no. That's a really good way of putting it. I think my thing is, um, uh, Fox, I, it, without specific examples, I couldn't give you direct advice. You know what I mean? One of those things. But from what it sounds like, I, I don't even know um, what kind of conversations I will say. If they're online, that's a whole other boat because online people talk differently to each other. Yeah. You know, I, I've definitely had interactions online, which I would never have in person with these people. And like I, there's friends I don't follow on Facebook because I like them in person. But I hate them on Facebook. And I don't want to say hate, but like, I don't mm-hmm. like their timeline. And right. I don't like it when they decide to put in their two cents. Because in person, we actually have really good discussions. So first of all, if if it is online conversations, um, you might want to consider like, it doesn't it doesn't mean you're wrong or whatever. Just you might want to avoid that because it's not worth it. Because unless like I have really good conversations with people, there's no point in arguing online. It just is with constant back and forth. Whereas in person, you always sort of end up finding some, not always, but you can, especially with a friend. If it's a stranger, fuck it. Um, You're not crazy. You're not, um, you know, making this up in your head. But what I do see is that you're upset by it. And this is, you know, regardless, like, listen, um, everyone's going to have a viewpoint. They aren't always going to agree. Everyone has different ways of communicating with each other. Um, Part of the wonderful thing about this world is that we, we, use our best interpretation skills every single day trying to figure out what someone is saying to us. Um, if someone has an accent and, you know, you work a little bit extra hard to understand them. If somebody has a stutter, you, you're a little bit more patient. You know, we are constantly taking information in and, and uh, you know, 
dealing with it. It's a lot. It can be a lot to handle. Like I said, online, that's a whole other thing because that's that it, that I've had a hard time with that. But in person, um, I find that most people don't wake up in the morning wanting to get in a fight, right? Well, some do, to be fair. And and especially if you've been abused and you've been in abusive relationships, um, it it you feel so sensitive to it. I, I hear you. You know, you're definitely on the look for it. And that's rough. But to what Sally said, like at the end of the day, this isn't working for you and you need to take care of you because, you know, maybe there are some people you're talking to that you just shouldn't really be having so many conversations mm-hmm. with, you know. Um, so, you know, I, I, I would look at that and definitely start talking with some people about it. If you do have access to a therapist, I think any moment you can take the time to talk about how you're feeling and have it just be an unbiased person who's just listening their only job is to help you Mm -hmm. that can also increase your confidence and realize like oh why am I talking to these people who keep dismissing my feelings Mm -hmm. that's kind of fucked up and I'm not saying you deserve it I'm not saying you're walking into this but I will say as someone who's definitely made this mistake myself you do repeat patterns of behavior that you learn and you subconsciously end up finding not comfort but you end up going there more than you normally would had you not been raised or experienced this thing that was traumatic Mm -hmm. just because it's all that you knew or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about your history, but you mentioned that you've been in abusive relationships. That is completely normal to go into another abusive relationship. I think we talked about this on the show only because it's what you've known or you don't realize. So in that regard, again, I'm not saying you do it on purpose at all. I'm saying it's something that is very common and something to look at with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really making sure we're, we're very clear that this is not blaming you. We're not saying it's all you. It's all in your head. That is not what we're saying. Right. What we're saying is these clearly are unhealthy relationships. No matter what, whoever's right or whoever's wrong, you are upset you have every right to to uh, be aware of your feelings and to feel these feelings. So for some figure, we have to start thinking about what will work for you going forward mm-hmm. because no one should have to live their life in situations and in relationships with people where they're just fighting or feel diminished. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. I wanted to stress, and I will say one more time, we're not saying like, it is in your head, go get help. That's not at all. No. It's just that sometimes, you know, if you are ending up in these conversations and there's really no moving forward, yeah, it sucks. You got to start start like hanging around people who do take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Very important. I agree. I definitely like, yeah, I mean, it might mean some, some like rejiggering of like your friend group or whatever. Yeah. Um, I also think that like one of the hardest things about like being a person is like <laughs> is like dealing with other people um, mm. because like you have to like. You know, a lot of I think my mental energy gets spent trying to figure out like how um, like how aggrieved I should feel about a certain thing. Like I, I you know, like I, I have a lot of interactions like day in and day out. I think like a lot of people probably do where. I'm I'm thinking like like uh, am I taking this really hard and really personally because this person is like trying to hurt me or because I have like something that they did reminds me of something else mm. or for some other reason and like I think that it a lot of times like I and I think we all find ourselves like in different situations like calibrating to like the people that are around us and like the tone of the people that are around us and like I definitely interact with people 
throughout my life, and I think we all do, who were like, we're really not into like a thing they do. Like we think they're sort of like dishonest or we hate the way that they like um, are like Debbie Downers and are always like, you know, trying to drag other people into their misery or we don't like uh, people who I'm trying to think of like uh, or like um, people who uh, manipulate people to get their way, stuff like that. And like sometimes with those interactions, like you can you can be like, I don't like the way this person is like I would not want this person close to me. Because there's something about them that is either annoying or it feels unsafe. Um, so I'm just going to like know that and I'm not going to lock in with them. I'm not going to like pursue a friendship with them. I'm going to try not to work on projects with them. I'm going to like when they're talking to me, I'm going to like nod and smile. But like, I, you know, it's like th- they can continue to be who they are. Like they can keep being like having the qualities that I don't like or they make me feel unsafe or whatever. And like it's on me to figure out like how sensitive should I be to this? How aggrieved should I feel by this? Like how important is it for me to lock in with this person and like tell them about themselves? And I think like, I mean, for me, like a lot of times it's like not really about that. It's like about me, like trying to understand my reaction to them and like be okay as a person who has to interact with all these different people all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a part of the letter I did want to address. This is the one sort of example that I, I would like to sort of bring up as the mother that you you um, you um say your mother never validated a single feeling and to this day has very few friends because she thinks anyone disagreeing with her is a sign of mental illness or stupidity. I mean, yeah, you were raised by someone who taught you a way to behave, right? And I'm not saying you're your mother at all, but we do definitely learn from our environment whether or not we mean to. Um, I, I I definitely I have I'm not like my mother, but I am in some ways. And I have had to do a lot of work on myself and cut people out of my life and or stop talking to some people uh, making some changes, not because there was something wrong with me, but because I was not reacting well to this thing that did not work for me. Uh, I am. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I did start reading this book. It's amazing. It's called The Drama mm-hmm. of the Gifted Child. Have you heard of this, Sally? Yeah. Have you read it? I haven't read it. OK, it's by Alice Miller. I I'm already like, wow, it makes me think I have to go chapter by chapter. Is it a bad book? Should I not be promoting no. it? OK, good, because I, I don't I, know I don't about think it. so. I, I know it because um, Alison Bechtel references it a lot in her. Um, uh, what's it called? Fun, fun Home. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So I, you know, read the first chapter and it was so intense. I had to stop and put it down and then go well. to the next one. There's a lot uh packed in those pages, but basically it. Re- oh, man, it makes you rethink everything about Mm. your life and relationships and why and and other people Mm. you know just a small example as she says you know if a person is raised with a certain thing and violence or whatnot sometimes it is masked as religious extremism or whatever so everyone blames that but they don't blame the source which is the the upbringing Mm. um and that keeps people from getting better or learning more about why they are saying and feeling these things it's not to forgive all these people around you that are gaslighting you but i found people who have gaslit me i don't think they know they're doing it Mm. it's defensive because they're terrified Mm. you know um and it's sort of a very empowering book so maybe start with that and definitely understand uh fox that, listen, you're not alone. There are a million people out there who are like, I just can't talk to this person. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It just, but, but I think it's so good to really understand the more you are aware of other people's shortcomings, which is fine. You don't have 
to talk to everyone. Yeah. And you don't have to be friends or agree with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a job situation, that can be, you know, you, you can focus on that relationship. But if someone's really cruel to you and you do have a history of abuse in your family, I mean, in your in your life, sorry, um, you know, it's you're taking on a lot by yourself. Mm-hmm. It really helps to get some help and, and move through these feelings mm-hmm. with someone if you can. Yeah. Read this book, too. It really is helpful. Yeah. I, so I, I second that emotion. And I would say if you didn't mention whether or not you're in therapy, but I would definitely consider pursuing yeah, it. If, if absolutely. Not. So, Fox, good luck. Yay. Thank Keep you. us posted. Thank you for sharing. That must have been rough, you know, to sort of like put down on paper. Yeah. Paper. <laughs> yeah. We got a letter in the mail in our, e- in our po box. Um, cool. Let's um. This person needs a name. Do you want to stick with the X Files? Yes. I don't know. I mean, Mulder. Okay, Mulder. Wait, right? is, it, is that the same person as Fox? Fox Mulder. Yes. And Dana Scully. Okay, you want to do Dana? Yeah. Although okay. Scully's so much cooler. Let's do Scully. Scully. Why not Fox and Scully? Fuck it. Okay. Okay. This is from Scully. Hey guys, I've been going through some pretty heavy depression. I think I'm leveling out, so I'm back to feeling like myself. I think a lot had to do with old friends being back in my town and not talking to them in my recent breakup. Anyway, I have a lot of things in my life I want to do, like finish school. I'd like to be a part of or have my own podcast. I think that'd be awesome. Start my own practice with a partner, learn how to play guitar and so on. I know I am completely capable, but my depression seriously gets in the way. I feel like I'll never do any of these things until I get it under control. I'm afraid I never will be able to get it under control. I'm 22, don't work, and still live at home, something I'm so ashamed of. I lie about it to people. I have no friends, so no one will find out anyway. To do these things, I need to network, but I'm so socially awkward, it's painful. I think that's because I've hidden out from the world for so long because of my depression. So how do I begin to do this? How did you guys begin doing what you wanted to do with your life while dealing with depression? I'm kind of just assuming you struggle with it. Feel free to correct me. How do I begin to be a to be a contributing member of society or even reintegrate myself back into society? I sound like I'm just getting out of prison in a way I am, I suppose. Anyway, thank you, Scully. Mm, wow. So the question, the, the direct question um, was, uh, sorry, um, how do you begin to do this? And you said, how did you guys begin doing what you wanted to do with your life while dealing with depression? Uh, to directly answer your question by by my own personal experience, it is so hard. It really is. Um, therapy has been a lifesaver for me because it's something I've had my entire life and I never really understood it. And I thought I was crazy and I just was putting all these things in myself. So I do feel emotionally and otherwise, and I hate this word, like late bloomer, but I, I feel like I'm just starting to barely come into my own. Mm. I know it sounds ridiculous. Um, I, I was, I, when I first got back, so basically as a kid, I did not like therapy because I was forced into it. And then in college, I finally found a therapist I liked and I was 20 and it was life-saving. So I know, I know you know this, but we're going to say if you can find a therapist. Um, I know it's a very uh, privileged thing to say, and, and it's definitely rough. And you mentioned that you don't work and you live at home, which, by the way, do not be ashamed of that. You clearly have access to the Internet, so that's good. That could be a way to start getting into it. There were some websites that uh, I keep referring to, but I really enjoyed it. The Seven Cups, mm-hmm. I think I'll link to it on the, the website. It helps you sort of just sort of get your feelings out and realize that it's really going to help you get the confidence to leave the house. Listen, depression, um, depression is really tough. You know, listen, you don't, you, people don't realize how serious it is just because you can't physically see it on a person does not mean it is not a very serious thing to deal with. And a lot of people have it. So you're not alone. But the thing about depression is it makes you feel worse. 
especially when you are unable to get some help, you know? So I, I can't, I can't tell you enough how much therapy really, really saved my life. And even though it was, I knew it was going to be a long process. I was so relieved. Like I was so happy simply because I knew I wasn't doing it alone anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying it's cure all. It is definitely a marathon, not a sprint, but oh my, it really helps me find the right person. Sally, Mm -hmm. what do you want to say? Um, yeah. So Scully, I think, um, I think that, I mean, so I, I don't think I've actually ever struggled with depression. I, I think anxiety is kind of more my jam. And I know that like the line between anxiety and depression is like thin and they overlap and stuff like that. So it could be like a, you say tomato, I say tomato type of capybara. Yeah, it could be a, <laughs> exactly a capybara, capybara type of thing. But, um, so I and I think that like depression is really like its own thing. So I I cannot I want to just be clear that I'm not speaking from experience, like personal experience, but I do have loved ones who have experienced depression and I think the thing that is most profound to me um just being close to them when they're going through something is that the weight of it is not something that feels movable. Mm-hmm. Like um you know, which I, I can relate to in terms of anxiety, because when I feel and when I'm really in it, anxiety wise, it, it like I can't be like talked down. And when people try to tell me like rational things, I'm like, you you just don't understand mm-hmm. what's happening to me right now. To me, I get infuriated and it makes it worse. So. Yeah. And and so I think just like keeping in mind that like there is something weighing on you that like you don't have like the choice of like flipping a switch about Um I think could just be really empowering because I feel like you're just like the tone of your letter and some of the stuff you're saying, I feel like you're taking on all of this like shame about living at home and like all of this, um, you you know, you want to know how to become a quote unquote contributing member of society, which it sort of like it Im- implies that you're not currently like, and I mean, I understand, I'm not saying like you're wrong to feel the way you feel, but I'm saying like, I think that you're like putting on so much, putting this so much on yourself, like it's your fault that you're in this place. And I don't, I don't want you to feel like it's your fault because mm-hmm. it's not your fault. Um, and I think like it's awesome that you that you you said like you know you're capable of doing the things that you want to do. You said I know I'm completely capable and you have all these cool things you want to do. Um, so that is a great start. I think that definitely like seeking out some sort of therapy would be an, a really amazing start if you're not already doing that. Um, and then also like I think that if when you have goals, I think it's really hard to start any kind of like behavior change with um the end goal like if you're like my goal is to play guitar here it goes Mm. like I think that's like a really difficult path to navigate but if the goal is like tomorrow I'm gonna google how to learn guitar you know and like you know it's like having a whole bunch of like friends and like a really tight social network that is a huge goal um and I think it's like it's really hard to just like set that goal and achieve, but you could set the goal of like tomorrow I'm going to find a meetup that I want to go to next week. I'm going to commit to going to meet up the week after I'm going to go to the meetup. Like I, I think that you can like make these incremental process goals where it's like, you don't have to like finish school tomorrow, have your own podcast tomorrow, play guitar tomorrow, but maybe tomorrow you can take like one tiny step towards like one of those things. Um, and then keep building on that. And you know, I, the only reason that I'm like, that I'm giving advice in that direction is because you said that this is all stuff you want to do, but mm-hmm. I, I want to 
acknowledge that I'm not saying like that. I think the way to deal with depression is to like get out and meet your goals. Like I understand (laughs) that that is not a thing. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that like definitely, I, I think therapy, I mean, you know, Hey, we're broken records, but it's a pretty good fucking record. Mm -hmm. Um, right. Hello. Like, like I think that like dealing with this with someone who helps people deal with this stuff is the way to go. Um, I don't think anyone, is like fully capable. I mean, it's like every writer needs an editor. Every play needs a director. Every person needs a therapist. Like every life needs like, you know, someone helping edit and direct it. I mean, I I really think it's like kind of, kind of similar. No matter how smart you are, no matter how bright you are, no matter how motivated you are, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can do every single thing that you need to do in your life for your life all by yourself. That's why we have friends, that's why we have family therapists, um, financial advisors, accountants, personal trainers, <laughs> uh, dieticians, <laughs> massage therapists, like, you know, chiropractors. chiropractors, like we all have a care team, you know, like my care team is like my therapist, my friends, the per- my friend Noel who does body work. She's on my, you know, my friends who are trainers who I ask for advice all the time, like, you know, get your care team together. Um, and I think it can start with a therapist. I texted Sally this week and I was like, I know I could just look in the episodes, but what was the name of your body work person again? Because my body's <laughs> falling apart. Um, you know what actually helped me? Just like little fun things you can also do on the internet because when my OCD gets out of control, which it does during the holidays and like now because uh, I've been feeling a little stressed, um, I like to Google celebrities with my thing so like celebrities with OCD or celebrities with depression because it makes me feel less alone that's awesome I swear like honestly when I've had really dark times I'm like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna google it and it's like yeah because I want to know I'm not alone and that they can be actors or they can be successful so I just googled right now people who talk about depression Lady Gaga Miley Cyrus Jim Carrey Brad Pitt Wayne Brady a lot of Mm. people have it you're not alone Mm. but you've it's such a it's such a difficult thing to deal with. All depressions are different. Hashtag not all depression. But um, in my experience, it's it's a weight that just is going to get harder and harder unless you start to get out from under the rock. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault. But um, it, it really changed my life. And I think that getting a therapist would be very helpful. I agree. Or, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Scully. So I hope that helped. Uh, good luck. And definitely keep Yay. us posted. All right. Is that it? Are we going to do our bonus episode now? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So listen, you can tweet at us at strugglebuspod. You can email us at strugglebuspodcast at gmail.com. We're getting through your questions, so send more. Um, If you also want to join our secret Facebook group, send a separate email saying in the subject line, please add me to your Facebook group. Instagram.com slash the strugglebuspod. That's where all the photos are at. Hashtag StrugglePodBuds420 to find a struggle buddy. Uh, tweet at Sally T. Tweet at me at SPK Heller. And um, to become a member, go on to StrugglebusPodcast.com and click on the link. And for as little as $5 a month, but you can give more, uh, you can get the bonus episodes and a bus pass and a letter from us, handwritten that took hours. Have I already said that? buying someone else a bonus episode is a really good passive aggressive gift no you haven't why is it passive aggressive because if you have someone in your life that you really think should like go to therapy or have like more insight on their behavior and motivations Ah. you can just be like there's this podcast i listen to i don't know i think you might like it you should check it out 
And secretly, you want them to listen so that they like think more about themselves and maybe eventually go to therapy. You should remind me, I was at a holiday party and this woman was talking about podcasts. I love podcasts. And I was like, oh, I do this and that. And she goes, oh, I've heard of Struggle Boss. And I was like, how? She's like, I don't know. But she didn't listen to it. Oh, but she heard of it. Cool. She's heard of it. Listen, maybe she heard the words Struggle Boss and was like, oh, yeah, I really like that podcast that I just found out about. Um, Yes. Okay. Well, nevertheless, buy a passive aggressive or just a nice gift by making someone a member uh, for the holidays. Oh my God, Sally, I bought you something. You did? I bought you and Molly something. Oh my God, I didn't buy you anything. No, 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 no. I didn't. No, 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 no. I'll give you my phone. I didn't do it. So you could, I didn't want to say anything. Listen, I want to say anything because um, I didn't want you to think now it's time for the gift exchange. Oh man. But I saw it. I had to have it. I bought myself one. Oh my God. And I bought us matching things. (gasps) Listen. Okay, I'm so excited. And of course, Molly, she's just been such a great friend, too. And she's yeah. been a you know, good person. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's presence. You guys, Oh man, I'm not a great gift giver. Um, well, I'm good at giving gifts, but only if I know that we're going to exchange. Well, I feel. Yeah, I was going to surprise you, but I'm so excited about it. But like, don't get me anything. I'll try to whip something up. It's the kind of thing where I saw and I had to get it. And I was like, oh, and it's it. Christmas. Like, that's, I the best part of gi- that's the best kind of gift to give. I would have gotten it anyway. OK, cool. So there we are. Um, awesome. So listen, the song of the week, Sally, it's all you. OK, as per always when it's my turn, I'm afraid I've already done this song. Have I done Fuji Law by the Fujis? I don't think so, but I always Google when I think I've done the song before. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll, I should have done it. I don't that. know. I'll try it out. Keep going. Um, okay. So this song is called Fuji Law. It's from the 1995 album, The Score by the Fujis. I think it's 95 mm-hmm. um, because I remember being a sophomore in high school. It's a really good song. Uh, and I remember hearing it for the first time and being like, you know what? This is an album I need. This is an album I love. This is this is going to be classic. And it is. I don't know if this is a song that um that you know if you're not like of a certain generation. Like I don't know if it like transcends generations, but um if it hasn't, then it should, because it's so good. So we'll play a little bit of it now. Uh the length of the song is 420. Which what? is pretty awesome. Yeah, not, I just noticed that. We've not played it. I Googled it. I okay, cool. So get into this song. Um, actually, the whole album is really good. And the album has like, I think, two or three remixes of Fuji La at the end of the album, which are worthwhile. And uh, get into it. I love this song. I do too. It's been a while since I listened to it. Awesome. I love, Sally, that you always remind me of music that I love. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank yeah. you. You always expose me to new music. I'm not really amused. I don't know a lot of music. You know, it was just because I bartended and there was a cool mm. DJ and I was like, oh, I'm going to act like I know about, I don't know anything. I know everything from like 2000 to like 2007 and that's it. And then um, Oasis. Um, <laughs> always Oasis. Uh, okay, cool. Well, thanks, guys. All right. And we're going to do a bonus app now and we're real we sure loopy. Are. At least I am. I am too. Listen, uh, I, I'm Kate. I'm Sally. Bye. Bye. I'm going to get and come in the way soon done. Gun by my side just in case I got the rum. A boy on the side of Babylon trying to front like you're down with Mount Zion.